0: Oh, you're, you're a porn star, but I said, no, I mean, at this time I was, you know, young, dumb, and full of cum, as they say. <laughs> and, uh,
1: <laughs> Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go, here are your hosts, Jay Kopita and Thomas Gabhellen.
2: Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas Skowlin, I'm from Bowtie Digital, and with me over in Austin, Texas, we have the beloved, the awesome, the generous. Generous? Okay, generous. why not? Why not? Jay from whynot.com. How <laughs> oh, are I'm you, Jay? Gen- I'm good, thanks, Thomas, and yeah,
1: I'm generous yeah. in that I will give you all of it, not just the tip, okay? Oh, so, uh, that
2: is true, you're not saving <laughs> anything, are
1: you? <laughs> it's, it's cool, you know. You got Bowtie Digital going on now. Um yeah, you're fun. a man about the world. Uh, you're in high demand, and I'm really happy for you, dude. Thank you so much, man.
2: Oh, it's it's been uh, it's been ups, it's been downs, and finally, you know, you're getting out of the woods, and you you start to see see the light. No, I, I will not go that far. I will not go that far. Uh, but well, still, the light's gonna be there. You definitely, yeah,
1: you're definitely a light in and of yourself, man, because people are drawn to you like moths
2: are to a light, or You know, I guess in my case, just like I told you, like we just we just came back from uh, from Europe. I mean, (laughs) we just came back from the European summit and uh, some of us also came back from the Mobile World Congress, which was even worse So 10 days. But yeah, as I told you down there, I see a little bit of myself in you and I'm not thinking about (laughs) my penis.
1: So uh, that's, that's it. That's it.
2: I'd try to make like a, a segue through our guest today, but from penis, I mean, yeah, okay, why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, the Let's thing is,
2: is, you made
1: a very funny, quick witted joke, and that's something that I attribute to uh, our guest. We've got Gunnar, uh, who is yeah. a director of content development for Camp 4. He's been in the industry longer than either of us. Seems and, cool. you know, it's, yeah, it's funny. I mean, he's the type of guy that, you know, if you were to see him, I mean, he looks intimidating. You know, he's, he's mm-hmm. huge. And, uh, but the thing is, at the same time, He's he's freaking hilarious. He's got a great heart, and uh, he's just he's an awesome dude. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot of laughs on this episode with him.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, we're gonna go way back 18 years to figure out how he, he ended up in this industry as well, and ended up all the way over to cam four. We're gonna talk, of course, a little bit more about the cam industry. We love that industry. It's one of the one of the fastest growing industry at the moment uh, in the adult uh, world. So we're going to pick his brain, figure out how that works, and we're going to get a little bit personal under the covers with uh, Gunnar. Oh, before that, of course, yeah, we need to thank our beloved sponsors, and they sound a little bit like this. Adult
1: Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings. Mofos, Digital playground, Pornhub Premium, Wisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Promo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutacru.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So, you have a choice of flat rates, K-TOP, CPM, PPS, RedShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out Morning Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19-22, to 22, 2017 in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Porn and Coffee. And as always, of course, we bring to you another special guest. But this is one that is even more special, especially to me. And could I say the word special more fucking times? And of course, a man I speak of in this case is Gunner. He is the director of content development for CAM4. Definitely a major industry veteran. He's been around since the late 90s. And uh, this guy is extremely interesting because, first of all, he could destroy any motherfucker in this business uh, physically. But in addition to that, he could also outwit and outmatch many people because he is definitely one of the funniest and smartest guys that I know. So without further ado, and without further ass-kissing, I bring to you, ladies and gentlemen, Gunnar from CAM4. How are you, brother?
0: Hello, ladies. How are you doing, this morning?
2: Thank you so much, man. Um, Thank you so much for being part of this episode of Pouring Coffee.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that. Thanks for that wonderful introduction there, Jay.
2: Well, Gunnar, you know, I got to
1: say, I've always looked up to you. You know, you've inspired me in a lot of ways. And honestly, anytime anybody has something fun or interesting to bring to the table, I can always count on you to do so. Uh, And I think we're going to find out a lot of that during today's episode. So, uh,
2: I mean, I love it when you have an introduction with ass kissing and then you continue with like five minutes of ass kissing right after that. I I mean, you're good. Yeah,
0: if I didn't know better, I think he was trying to get my pants.
2: Yeah. uh,
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, I tell you, if I swung that way, um, I would be interested. But at the same time, I'm a little bit of a narcissist. You're just a little too big for me. I would go for more someone Thomas's size, to be honest with
2: you. Thank you. I will appreciate that. But anyways, <laughs> let's get into this. I mean, Gunnar, you, you, you entered in this industry like back in 1999. Like, this is over 18 years ago. Tell us like the story. How did you get into this space? And uh, like, how did you end up in Cam 4?
0: Well, I started off as a cam model which is kind of a little-known secret, I guess, or a little-known fact, uh, with a company called iFriends, and they're still around today. They were, at the time and for many years, the biggest webcam company. They were just this massive behemoth uh, of a webcam company, or they, they grew into that. But when I started with them, I was really? one of only a handful of guys that would be whatever, whatever, broadcasting at all. I mean, on the internet. So I made a lot of money <laughs> just because <laughs> there were just, there just nobody else was doing it. And I had figured out the tech aspect in terms of how to get it. I think it was an ISDN line because you couldn't yeah. even get DSL at that point. So you had to get this uh, kind of 56 K uh, dual ISDN line thing. I don't it's, Fuck. That's that was it's been so long ago, I don't even remember. But at any rate, I, I figured out the tech aspect. So I was uh, one of the few guys that could, that had a really nice Quality, not not by today's standards, but by those standards, oh, a nice quality web stream, uh, uh, uh webcam stream, and uh, I, I started making a killing. Well, then I, I quickly got my girlfriend, who was a waitress at the, at the time. She was a waitress at a place called Show Me's, which is like a Hooters type restaurant, yeah. just banging body and you know great looks. So anyway, I put her on cam, and uh, she started making money. And be like she was doing shows, I was doing shows. We set up, we bought a whole other computer. We just started doing a couple shows, and I mean, it was like we had an ATM machine
1: in the basement. It was just awesome. Can you give so, us yeah. any like example of what like a good night for you was?
0: You know, Jay, it's been so long. I I I'm, I want to say we literally could make a couple grand in a night.
2: Yeah, I was and gonna talking,
1: say. Yeah,
0: and you're talking in you know this was in uh, you know 1999, 2000.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, and and it was like actually video, or is it like a bunch of like picture uploading kind of a thing? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So,
0: what you're talking about, I think, is Java Cam push was the technology, so yeah. it would just update a JPEG every however many seconds. But this this that was that was the very very beginning. Yeah. Um, this was a little bit after that. They'd already, you know, was using JavaScript, uh, and I don't know technically speaking what the, you know, how the video was uploaded, but it it was a it was a really <laughs> kind of jerky stream it wasn't a fluid and it was the small little bitty i mean i think it was 320 by 240 maybe even smaller than that in terms of sure the, that was the biggest you could get uh and if your internet on the other the, you know a lot of people at that time were just getting 56k modems too so even though we had a great yeah. upload their download stream was crap so they i'm sure they were paying you know a couple bucks a minute and some of them were barely getting the uh you know barely getting the feed refresh it reminds and stuff, me but hey, of when i was
1: When I was a kid and like uh, we didn't have uh, any of the adult cable channels and I'd go into the uh, basement late at night and I would watch pixelated porn where you could just hear it and you couldn't see a freaking thing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a pervert.
2: I know. <laughs> I, I remember we still had like when you load a, a a picture and then it's like, you know, you can see it loading down on your screen oh, and uh-huh. then you're wanking off, wanking off, wanking off. It's like, oh no, there was a, a brawn or something like that. It wasn't even nude. It's like, come on. I was like, okay, back again, on again. I was like, come on, show me something. So, yeah, those that were the days. I mean, that was the time when porn was fun. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, we,
0: we, I, I had a buddy. Um, he, he was interested in getting in, basically. Uh, so, yeah. long story short, we told him, hey, look, we, you know, I think we took him an article that was in USA Today and it was talking about, you know, the internet and pornography on the internet. And because, uh, as you well know, obviously, as soon as the internet took off, so did porn. So, we took him this article and said, hey, uh, we want to go down to this convention they're having in New Orleans. Well, lo and behold, that was IA 2000, which was, yep. you know, ABN's very first show. And we went down there as a couple of, you know, just punk kids, basically. I mean, we didn't know. I was making good money doing what I was doing with the, with the iFriends thing. And we just had some idea that we wanted to do more than that. What we didn't really know. And I met Legendary Lars. It's a really awesome guy. Uh, and I met Barry and Hazel, uh, whose <laughs> names, yeah, Jay would know. Thomas oh, probably yeah. not so much because they were, they were already out by the time you got in, I think. or The, the rest is history.
2: So how did you take the steps then into Camp 4? You used to like make that transition. Let's actually take it back a step
1: before that. Um, you were a sure. Marine, right?
2: I was in the Army.
1: You were in the Army, Army.
2: Army. Yeah,
1: you know, for some reason I thought you were a Marine because, uh, well, I hear Richard all the time crapping on about how he was a Marine. So, uh, that jarhead. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Okay, yes, yeah, so tell us about your military experience if you, if you
0: can. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, I don't really have any um, illustrious, you know, military uh, history because I got in, I was in during the Clinton years. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it, I I didn't get to go do anything exciting because there was nothing. Matter of fact, they were letting guys out at the time that I was in. They were giving them early outs. You know, they do that when they're trying to downsize the military. They come around and say, hey, you know, get out, take a bonus. But uh, the only thing that I got activated for during my during my time in the army was the uh, bosnian Herzegovina conflict. So we got activated to ship to Bosnia to be a part of that. And we're in the middle of what's called mode processing or mobilization, getting ready to go. Uh, everybody's doing all their immunizations and, and uh, people were selling their houses that they had and whatever they had to do to get ready to go, go to war basically, you know, go fight. Hmm. And then, um, they caught the, the bad guy. Uh, his name was, uh, Slobodan Milosevic. Yes. He was the aggressor, uh, or at least the, we were after. So at any rate, they we didn't go anywhere. They stood us down, said, that's it. And then literally within probably, I'd say, months or so after I got out was when the second round of the golf kicked off. So I sort of just missed. I probably, you know, it's who knows? I, I mean, who knows how much I missed that by in terms of whether I would have. But I, I, I mean, I feel very fortunate uh, that. Yeah. you know, I didn't, yeah, I didn't have to go shoot at anybody.
1: Hey, was it around that time that you started getting into bodybuilding and weightlifting or was that before you got into the military?
0: Yeah, I was, I was already working out, but I was a little twigged. I mean, I graduated high school, I was like 150 pounds. Um, I graduated the middle of my senior year. I wanted to get all my credits done and get everything done in in, uh, as much, as quickly as possible so that I could graduate in January when, uh, you know, everybody else had to go all the way through to June. I shipped for basic training literally like right in January in the middle. So I was off doing doing that uh, while everybody was finishing up the senior year.
2: Wow. Let's jump into business. I uh, I want to hear you, some of your thoughts about the direction of this uh, industry. And then we are talking about the cam industry. You know, there is so much stuff going on right now. And um, you have something going on down by with uh, South by Southwest at the moment as well. Um, we are in tech, sex tech. I mean, um, you've been around for a long time. What, what have you seen and uh, what are the changes you are seeing?
0: Well, yeah, interestingly enough, right, Jay is going to go see some of uh, our folks tonight at the CAM4 VR party uh, there mm. in, in Austin, South by Southwest, which is really cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, everybody at this point has heard of VR, knows what we're talking about, but I think this year is the year that it really kind of comes into its own. Uh, mm. Last year was just a buzzword. Uh, this year, it is a reality, no pun intended, sure. but uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I think, you know, we, we positioned ourselves by with having our VR product uh, up and running and, and already pretty much dialed in. It's uh, really something we've showcased over the last year, but we'll continue to work and push and, and uh, try to innovate in, in that department. Uh, I think other camp companies are, are catching on and some of them will be releasing products soon too with, uh, with VR. Um, I guess to, you know, to, to, to speak to the question in a bigger sense, where do I see or what do I see? Certainly all of the new tech innovations play a big role. Uh, jay i don't know what you're gonna to get to see some of that at south by southwest on the on the mainstream side as you guys know the, the adult industry used to be the the driving force so the the kind of set the bar and right. uh, people innovated after what was going on in adult and that's that's changed oh yeah um, and so now oh, yeah yeah adult plays catch up in many ways and then also now the lines between adult and mainstream are you know while there's still in many ways that that uh you know, that clear delineation, for example, you know, you're not going to see Hustler advertised on the side of a city bus. No. But in and, and many other ways with, with products like, say, Snapchat, Snapchat is used largely for adult. I mean, I would say the majority of income that's generated through, through Snapchat, um, whether that's directly or, or uh, in, uh, in addition to someone using chat, chat, chat uh, Snapchat for social media is adult oriented. It's adult. It's adult. uh,
1: So there's going to be like a mainstream element to uh, what I see tonight with Cam 4, huh?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I think part of that is just by design because South by Southwest is a mainstream show. It's not an adult convention.
1: Well, ironically enough, when I went to the Fleshlight VR party, they had their launch party and, uh, you know, it was pretty adult oriented. I mean, you know, the stuff that they had going on, the videos. Yeah, I was actually pretty impressed. In fact, I was I was hoping that they would require me to wear a hazmat outfit upon entry, you know, but it wasn't (laughs) quite that ridiculous. Uh, Oh, that's cool. That's good to hear. Yeah,
2: Yeah. no, I'm just saying you see it also with like Pornhub and stuff like this. I mean, they are really in many of the mainstream show and trying to make it as uh, cozy as possible, right? I mean, uh, it's a a household name. So, um, Yeah,
0: I think it's just also just the, the, the line between you know, porn and mainstream is is blurrier now than ever before. Or if, there, if there's been, I mean, we, everybody's familiar with and aware of the fact that Diesel advertised on, I won't give them credit, but one of the big tubes, um, yeah. you know, right? And uh, I, I, I think that's cool uh, because they took a chance. Uh, I don't know if other companies will follow suit or if that was kind of an anomaly, but um, yeah. it'd be great because um, certainly we, we want to be everywhere we can be and we're limited by what the mainstream uh audience or world will
1: let us do. People will still follow suit in that because I mean, the bottom line is, is that mainstream companies would be foolish not to. I mean, when you're getting the eyes of like so many 18 to 39 year olds or whatever demographic they're going for, and you're getting millions and millions of them, it just, it makes economical sense. You know, I mean, even from a branding perspective.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that the, the most of them would be comfortable with some sort of soft core. The problem is, you know, where it's like where do you draw the line so right now it's just easier to draw the line and say nothing even remotely i mean i guess the line goes up to you get it as racy and as erotic as you possibly can without any nipple slips without yeah. any nudity right that's that's where the line is today yeah. but, but you know are they going to is that line going to move to where okay now we're going to allow you can go topless you know i don't yeah. know that's a big jump in this country, right? I mean, look at – well, I don't I have know. to tell you guys. I know. Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous.
1: True. I'm looking forward to the line getting to where, uh, you know, it stops just short of the come shot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. Once it hits your face, that's exactly. where I draw yeah. the line.
1: Right, right. No, that's <laughs> great.
2: I'd, I'd be comfortable with the line right at
0: a nine-guy gangbang, not a ten, because that's yeah. just too many.
1: <laughs> that's too many. That's, saying. you know – in this day and age, there should be allowed for non-erotic full frontal. I mean, it just, I'm sorry, but that's where the line should be drawn at that point. I mean, it's 2017.
2: I No, mean, it depends, Jay. I mean, if you are doing it, that's where the line should be. I mean, well, that yeah. would we nobody wants to see that. I wouldn't want to subject anybody to my snake, my
1: ginger <laughs> snake. But at the same time, you know, I mean, let's, let's be honest here. You know, taking me out of the equation bottom line is full frontal should be allowed. It just, it should. I mean, Jay, what yeah, I, I remember,
0: did, I think it might've been on, you know, one of your, earlier radio shows but you did this puppetry of the penis thing is that uh, <laughs> how many years do i have to go back right there was i'd remember listening to that because I, I used to listen to that show while i was working you know i'd have i mean you know the, the webmaster radio they had all the different shows but i really only listened to yours you kissed my ass earlier i'll kiss yours now so i really only listened to, you, to your show and and i remember the, the puppetry of the penis thing just had us all rolling
1: the yeah Little known story by a lot of the newer people is I auditioned for the troupe back in 2002. I actually went on Danny Bonaducci's radio show in LA, and I was basically in a room with about 20 other people, most of them dudes, which actually made it easier for me because it was freezing cold in there. And I had to audition (coughs) by basically pulling, I mean, I was standing there naked except for my shoes. And I was in front of all these people, basically, you know, pulling my dick and balls into different animal shapes and things and stuff. Uh, And it was, yeah, fun. And then I'm, you know, I would take that a step further and uh, give people shows at shows. So you know I kind of became known as that penis puppetry guy in the uh, 2002, 2003, 2004. In fact, I gave everyone a show in Mexico at one point, too.
0: I never got a show. I feel like I got left out of the, the big. No,
2: no, he Ooh, plays the drums. Minus. I mean, that's the new thing. Will you be in Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night, say, 6 p.m.?
1: Yeah, I'll go to your room. The show must go on. The show must go on.
2: Uh, we can grab some
0: Taco Bell afterwards.
2: Dude, I'll pull it out <laughs> of retirement just for you. Gunnar, uh, t- tell us the best about this place and maybe also what you like the least about it. I think the
0: best is the people. The, the people, yeah. you know, all the folks that uh, we, uh, we've cultivated friendships over the years. And, you know, you've seen them. They've seen me. We've seen each other grow up and, and I guess, grow old. And, uh, you know, some of them now married with kids or two kids, uh, three kids, whatever. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the people, really. That's the, yeah. that's the
2: best part. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best and the least. The I mean, well, yeah,
0: you know, they're, they're, back in the day, there were some real scumbags. And I don't mean to mention any names, but they, there were a lot. of, And there still are shady people, right? This business attracts all, uh, that kind of element. But I don't yeah. think, I think it doesn't, for the most part, it does a pretty good job of kind of policing its own. And sooner or later, those people get outed or they get pushed out.
2: Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any great stories to share from us from uh, from over the years? Oh, wow. Maybe like one of the welcome to the industry moments, you know.
0: <laughs> so at ABN, they used to um, shoot content, obviously, during the show. And companies would have, they, you know, they would get the suites and, and hold off a suite party. Or they would do shooting in the suites and stuff. And uh, anyway, I got asked to perform. And so we were going down to the Grand Lux, which is in the Venetian to have dinner, yeah. like the night of, We were gonna sh- we were going to shoot later that night or something. Anyway, the hostess at the Grand Lux was really pretty hot. And she knew what we were there for. She saw the badges. And I said, hey, you know, we're going to be shooting later. I've got a scene, you know, whatever. She said, oh, you're you're a porn star? I said, no. I mean, at this time, I was, you know, young, dumb, and full of cum, as they say. (laughs) uh, (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) now I'm just old, dumb, and full of cum. Well,
1: better that uh, than full of shit, you know? Yeah, right?
0: So anyway, I ended up kind of, you know, trying to talk to her and and said, hey, we're going to be shooting later if you want to swing by. Uh, If you want to make some money, you know, hey, we can throw you in front of the camera. She goes, well, yeah, you know, I might be interested in this. I think this was before cell phones, right? You had actually like... I don't know, you had a pager or you called or What? Anyway, long story short, I gave her my number, the room number or something. I didn't think much more of it. She shows up later that night and I think I'd already shot a scene. I already shot one scene. The first scene that I shot was with a couple with a, the dude was was watching while his wife got banged by me and it was like a cuckold type thing but, you know, but they had just gotten married in Vegas. It was their honeymoon. Uh, they'd been at the Venetian and decided you know, they, they saw this sign for, you know, be a star in a porno. So anyway, I did that scene and then, um these, the two girls, the Grand Lux hostess, shows up with her friend and um, ended up doing a scene with both of them
2: later that night. That's yeah. a good welcome to the industry story. I, I did not get the same welcome at all. I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and it was in front of about, I don't know, a handful of people, 10, maybe a dozen people in the room because yeah. they were all there. as part of the convention. So you get over the stage by pretty quick, right? Like if you're, yeah, you're okay. going to have performance anxiety, that's not the place to do it. Yeah. it's also before yeah. pills you couldn't take any well, I don't know maybe they, maybe they had just come out but I I, I didn't have any
1: because that could have been a very yeah. humiliating moment
0: yeah uh, yeah you just I mean well, I don't know I think when you have two hot girls there in front of you you um, you rise to the occasion
1: Sure you tune everything <laughs> else out. Yeah. yeah I don't
0: know if that was my welcoming because I was already in the industry at that time but that was certainly yeah, that that's one of those nights like after that happens you just kind of like wow what just? fucking happened oh yeah that, yeah that, that, that,
1: you, know, you, know. you have plenty of good stories along the way i mean i have have some great stories that happened to you know year two three into it and whatever but uh you know i do have a burning question to ask you though and you probably get asked this every now and then and it probably gets old and whatever but still i'm curious are you willing to divulge the most that you've ever bench pressed on this show
0: <laughs> um, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the most is uh around I think it was five eighty five. Um, well, now, but now I have to clarify that because when you say that, people think, "Oh my god!" But that's in competition, and in a in a powerlifting competition, uh, you wear what's called a bench shirt. A lot of people don't; they're not familiar with powerlifting, don't know what that is and what it does, but. You know, that shirt basically puts more weight on your bench press it's there to protect your pecs and everything from blowing out because what's going to happen is the shirt's going to blow out before your body blows out so any big bench presser that lifts in competition uses a bench pressure just like they use a squat suit so this is all equipment that's used um in power got you. and uh, yeah, so, so.
2: 580, 585 right yeah
0: 585.
2: yeah that is 265 kilograms for our european listeners out there
0: there wow. you go 265 wow. kilos yeah Great. yeah so or or if you're thinking in terms of you know guys at the gym that's uh, is it I think it's 6 45 45-pound plates on each side
1: 6 on each side oh, yeah three, 3
0: is 315 405 495 yeah 6 is
1: 585 yeah exactly 6 plates on each side my goal my goal is to do once with two plates on each side, I'm still quite a ways away from that.
0: <laughs> that that's a, that's a that's a formidable bench. That's good. Two and a quarter. Yeah, sure.
1: that's uh, yeah, a little over hundred kilos. That's my goal. I figure at the rate I'm going, I might be able to hit it in about a year. Yeah, I, I, I want to try to turn back time. You know, that's what I've been doing. There is also creams
2: for that. You know. <laughs>
1: Let's ask uh, Gunnar, you know, another, like, personal thing. I mean, unless you had some, like, business to talk about, uh, I want to ask, you know, what kind of other things do you like to do in your spare time? You know, I want I wanted people to know more about Gunnar the Man because the business will always follow. Mm. But, uh, you know, like yeah. I said before,
0: you're a very interesting guy. Well, you know, long walks in pastoral settings. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I would say, I don't say boring, but I'm a pretty, uh, pretty mundane or kind of routine type of guy i don't there's not a ton of excitement i guess in my in my personal life these days uh, I, I don't have a i don't have a television in my house uh, that's something that uh, i don't there's no there's no tv on my wall or my, in my my living room it's just my receiver and my record player like uj i've got a collection of books i do like to read although i just i don't read as much as i used to i'll be honest it's something I really yeah. you know what i mean it just and i don't know you know interestingly enough not to go off on a tangent but do you think that has to do with the fact that your attention just your attention span rather it just isn't what it used to be?
1: Yeah, it's totally. I mean, I, I try to fight it, you know. And also, I come from right. a generation like you where you know you had to learn how to create your own fun, and you know you would have like a bigger attention span. But now because everything's instant and everything's right here, right now, uh, and you right. know, I think we both tend to hang out with people that are younger than us that didn't really know a life before that. Uh, it just it happens. So yeah, I mean, I'll try to click on a video. And if it's something that I'm really not that interested in, it turns out it's like uh, you know it's like loading because it's a five minute video. I'll be like, eh, nah, pass. Yeah, I know it's
0: weird. I think you know somehow our brains have become rewired to with that shortened attention span because yeah. you know when you listen to vinyl, you can't just push a button and, and skip a track, right? You got to pick the needle up and move it or whatever. So right. I end up a lot of times listening listen to vinyl, I listen to the whole side of a record. And sometimes I'm maybe halfway through or three quarters through, and I'm like, Jesus, is this ever going to end? You know, like, (laughs) I've been listening. This is, you know, three or four of the same song where, because you just don't listen to that like you used to. I mean, it used to be nothing to listen to the whole side and then flip it over and listen to the whole other side.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. yeah.
0: But now, I, you know, if I'm driving, I'm, I change the song. I don't even, I rarely listen to a full song. It's like I get three quarters of the way and then I'm on to the next
1: one.
2: So weird. Super search. Even the same thing that you brought up with the books, you know, not reading books. And then there's an alternative. You have audiobooks, which is like kind of a next step where you maybe will listen to it. But then again, you figure out, well, fuck, this is like six hours. <laughs> when yeah. will I ever <laughs> listen six hours? And then they made shorter ones. They call it blinks or something like this that is under 20 minutes. And then you have read or listened to the whole book. Or the main part of it. And I that saw that it's a
0: cliff notes, basically a cliff notes yeah. type version for yeah. Which is hey, if that's if that's how I have to get some information, I'll I'll take it because you know I'd rather get it than not get it at all. Yeah, I just I used to be able to sit down and, and devour a book, and I find that even if I'm really into it, it's more difficult now for me to do that than ever before. But same with, same with even music. I, I love to play guitar. Uh, so I'll sit yeah. down and play, but I'll start to practice. And when I'm working on something that's technical or trying to actually practice, I, I start to lose my interest. And then I'm back to just kind of jamming and playing. And, and uh, it's, So I've, I've all but, kind of given up on practicing, so to speak, and I just, I played for fun.
1: Let everyone know, really one of my favorite moments ever with Gunner, and it was actually with another guy named Mario, who's no longer in the industry anymore. I haven't been in touch with him for a while, but we were in San Francisco at one of the Why Not shows, and uh, I don't know, we had some time to kill, and uh, we just started doing a Beatles song. Like, literally, Gunner went out and got an acoustic guitar, and we were in this <laughs> conference room, and he started playing a Beatles song. Like, literally, he just pulled up the chords on a phone and then figured out the rest on his own, Mario had a freaking bucket and like something else. I don't even remember what. He had this yeah, makeshift right. like drum kit that you would see in a subway in New York or something like that. And I was singing. And all of a sudden, before we knew it, we had like a crowd of people in there hanging with us while uh, we had this three man band. And uh, I, don't, that- I don't
0: know if it was a crowd, it was a couple of people that didn't have anything to do. Yeah. But still, <laughs> they it got was lost hard. and somehow wandered into the room and then just thought, well, I'm here. So. Do
2: <laughs> you remember the song? What was the song?
0: God damn, no, I don't. I mean, I, I remember the incident vividly, but what Beatles yeah, tune be. that was. Eight days a week.
2: Eight
1: days a week? Is that it, really? We were doing eight days Dude. a week, yep. Wow. And I think wow. Monica, when she was at Stockroom at the time, was my biggest fan because nobody was really doing anything like that back then. I mean, we're talking like 2008, 2009 or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, now we have Webmaster Jam at shows and like we know who can sing and who can play instruments and who can do what. But back then, no. This was that was the birth of Webmaster Jam. I'm telling you right now, we invented that shit. There it is. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofo's, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Wisties, Babes, Wiccan, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Promo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest phrase, adult video games. So, you have a choice of flat rates, KTOP, CPM, PPS, RedShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check it out. Porn and Coffee is sponsored by the Gaelic WWW Conference, taking place June 19-22, to 2017, in beautiful Ireland. This unique event provides a simply amazing venue and environment for networking, closing business deals, and forging new strategic partnerships. Let the Gaelic WWW Conference be
2: a part of your continued journey towards your path to success. We hope to see you there. We are we are we are soon at the end of this uh awesome little uh, cozy conversation that we're having. I just wanted to pick a little bit more of your brain on the on the Cam4 part. I mean, you're director of um, content creation and content development. What what can we see from Cam4 now in 2017 and and maybe in a year from here?
0: Well, we're constantly looking to improve uh, and obviously we want to add uh, new additional features that are interactive. Uh, we talked uh, earlier about the the future of camping, and I think camping as it as it relates to um, uh, interactive toys and yeah. the interactive experience—that's where technology is is really a driving factor and will influence that greatly. So we're, we're going to try and stay at the cutting edge of that. Um, we have live touch on the site now, of course, Camp Four VR, and we'll continue to to innovate. Um, and it's it's a. It's an increasingly difficult field because, uh, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows that there's a lot of money in webcams at this point. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, the competition is stiff. I mean, there's a lot of, of great camp companies out there, but uh, we're going to do our best to continue to to work on uh, the things that we need improving and, and to our strengths uh, uh, stand for themselves. We have some of the best customer support in the industry and mm. performer support, um, yep. hands down, a great team of people and, and altogether a great team at Camp 4. It's one of the reasons I like working for them. It's really... Uh, great bunch of people. I'm not saying that to kiss ass. I don't, at this point in the game for me, I don't, I don't, luckily I don't need to do that. So, right. um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it just to blow hot air. Uh, I really, I do believe in them, believe in the product. And, uh, so yeah.
2: Awesome. Also Also for, for the people, if you don't know anything about Cam4, I mean, you are, you are a platform for, uh independent models you would say or is it more like a bunch of studios that is uh, connected with you guys? Yeah that's a
0: great question actually because of what stu- studios are something we want to work more with and uh, it's actually a role that I play within the company uh, right now in working with um, our studios all over the world. Uh, yeah. but, but Cam4 has traditionally been more of a amateur webcam community and, and performer focused so, so we, wouldn't re- we don't rely heavily on studios now and I wouldn't say we are more studio focused Uh, although again that's something that we are continuing to um to look into and to uh, make progress with our our studio features and and, uh, so yeah if anybody listening is uh, involved in a studio what in any way shape or form uh, by all means hit me up We're, we're looking to work with studios more there's uh, you know, all over the world, uh, especially in places like Colombia and Romania, you know, yeah. the studio is a staple. It's a backbone of uh, webcam. There, there are huge studio conglomerates that um, that just didn't exist years ago. But now, you've got uh, you know studios that are just massive entities, uh, and yeah. the, and the and the performers' ability to work with different uh, platforms as well. You know, most of the platforms that will allow you to work with with their competitors, you know, the girls, in other words, aren't just on one network. So no. the studios aren't exclusive, you know,
1: generally. So, yeah, Goddard. let's let's ask you this. Do you have any yeah. shout-outs? Do you have any shout-outs or secret crushes that you want to divulge to our entire audience right now? Someone who's helped you out along the way, someone who's been the object of your fantasy. Anything, names. <laughs> <laughs> Just name them. Like,
2: start with yeah. number one and down yeah, to 30. Well, like, we don't care. Like. Start <laughs> embarrassing people. No,
0: yeah, wow. I mean, yeah. I, I give a shout-out to Lars earlier and Barry and Hazel. You know, that's where hey. I got my start. Uh, I mean, along the way, I've met so many uh, amazing people. I, you know, uh, just, just another quick story. So, back when I, I dated Aria Giovanni for a while, a bit. Um, and uh, one night, uh, Mr. Brad Mitchell, who's been a, a good friend for many years, uh, was at my house. This is, I was living in Hollywood at the time. And, well, no, we weren't at my house yet. We'd left a party. I don't know. Why, don't ask me what show it was. I, they all run together at some point, right? So, sure. uh, we left some show. Anyway, I think we were headed to my place in Hollywood and we witnessed a uh, hit and run. Yeah. We saw it happened right in front of us. And, uh, I'm like, fuck man, the guy just took off. I'm going to chase him. So I start barreling down sunset, chasing after the guy. Uh, and, and I was in my Jeep. Aria was in the passenger seat, Brad was in the back and and Brad just didn't know what the fuck to do. I mean, like, you know, (laughs) I don't know whether he was going to call 911 to have somebody come get the driver or get him or what, but he, uh,
1: Rescue he him from
0: really, you. <laughs> yeah, rescue him from me, <laughs> you know. And uh, Aria, bless her heart, she had a few drinks, and I don't, I, I don't remember whether she was, I think she might have just been just buzzed enough, she didn't really comprehend what, exactly what was going on. Sure. Thankfully. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, and uh, so we chased after a while. I don't, I, I think it ended when the guy started to jet down some side streets. And I thought, well, uh, you know, they, they'd been yelling at me the whole time, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll let the chase go. Plus, we all don't right. think they'd call 911 or whatever. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> so we go back to the house. Um, shout outs, though. No, I don't, you know, I, look, like I said earlier, there's so many great people that I've worked with over the years. Um, I don't, you know, all I don't right, I'll save your ass
1: like, right now. To all of you fast. out there that yeah. know Gunner and think he's a great yeah. guy. I, I yeah. thank you on his behalf. There you go,
0: perfect. Thanks for skipping the politics question. I appreciate that as well. Yeah, you know
1: what? It's like it's uh, like beating a dead horse at this point. At this point, it's just like, hey, you know what? We're all fucked. Let's just move on. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was reminded of uh, George Carlin, and he says, "You know, think of how stupid the average person is, and yeah. then realize half of them are half of them are dumber than
2: that. Dumber than that. Yeah, exactly. That.
1: Great way to end the show." Great way to end the show. Go.
2: We can also summarize it with uh, the words on your T-shirt. I love that. Oh, the words can on my
1: T-shirt, yeah. Yeah, yeah a suture, is for pussies.
2: Yeah, it is. Well, it is. Mean, it's basically <laughs> not. The true words a been spoken. Words of wisdom <laughs> at the end of this show, right there. Thank you so much, Gunnar, for taking part of this episode of Porting Coffee. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate. it. Yeah, yeah and as you know, people, a new episode will be out next week. In the meantime, remember to work hard. Be good to people and try not to get lost or killed. Thank you so much. Ciao.
1: Thank you for listening to Porn and Coffee. Be sure to check out what's brewing with us every week.